Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. This warehouse March catalog sale on now. Find David off hot water 110 mil, now only $39.99. This is Chiefs Mana with Ian Jones and Ricardo Ball on SCNZ. Hey, Chiefs Mana, 7.30. Welcome on in, Carmo. Good to have you back. Yeah, kia ora, Ricardo. Nice to be back, mate. Nice to be back after the super weekend. Still not convinced it's the right uh, city, <laughs> but I love the idea. Well, you're not the only one. You're not the only one. No, Joey Wheeler was just, and obviously uh, you saw him there for Super South, and he was over there for Sky. Said, yeah, it was like, uh, he reckons they should do it over two days, right, and just have three games a day, start them earlier, and then, um, like, at the end, have a big party, have a concert or something. Um, he said because you had about eighteen thousand on Friday, at about eighteen thousand on Saturday. He said you would have been scratching to get ten thousand on Sunday. He said not even the like not even the lounges were full. Well, Ricardo, at the end of the day, and this is why these new uh, rule changes we talked about a couple of weeks ago, which are really good, starting to embed in, is about entertainment, right? Mm. Like we love the game of rugby. Uh, when rugby's played high quality, it's the best game in the world, in my humble opinion. But we need more than that. Okay, we need the ball and play a long time. We need stop-start action. That's entertainment. But you also need the music. I'm just waiting for the first uh, franchise or the first ground, I don't know what it'll be, to put a shot clock up, you know, when the kicker stands there. And when it's the opposition kicker, you'd want a big beep, beep, beep just as it gets towards. You know, that entertainment actually keeps the crowd involved because, mate, I mean, I love the game, but I get bored of the game. Uh, and one of the great things I've enjoyed over the last couple of weeks is just the the influence of the TMO has been taken away. Yeah, you know, man, let's get on with the game. Let's not always be perfect because we don't live in a perfect world. We're not always getting perfect decisions out there, and we don't always have to be perfect for eighty minutes of the whole season because hell, we get it wrong anyway, right? Yeah. Uh, so, yep, entertainment. I'm with Joey on that one. He was there. He would know exactly uh, what it's about. Melbourne, yeah, maybe the right city if they. Uh, Condense it and get a big rock band. Is ACDC still going over there? Why don't we get the Akadaka? Surely if we're going to do an Australian round, we're going to have ACDC. Oh, yeah, I don't know how much they'd cost you, mate. They might cost you a fair whack, eh? Hey, they might be rugby guys. Well, this this great story about, about rugby people, and, and I, know, I know I'm kind of segueing, but uh, way back in 91, I think it was, Rolling Stones never give their music to anyone, right? They gave it to Windows, Start Me Up, only time in history. Some little dude from Steinlager, so Lion Nathan back here, uh, wrote to them, said, what's the chances of uh, Green Door, Paint It Black, that yep. song? They're all rugby fans. It was a paddle of Steinlager, I think, and maybe a signed all-black jersey back in the day, and there you go. That's yeah. how you get the big bands. You just ask. Yeah, don't know if you don't ask, right? Correct. Yeah, yeah, back in black. There you go. That's what you need. Good yep. ACDC, mate. There ACDC. we go. Love it. Love it, love it. Carmo coming up with all the ideas. Hey, uh, have you managed to work on your golf game? At all, can't we, this week? <laughs> well, now that the sun's out, I guess it will get me out of the golf game. But uh, are we still giving away this golf yes. uh, round with his two backs? So Damon McKenzie and Anton Leonard-Brown. Anton Leonard-Brown's follow-through can't be too good with the old dodgy ankle. So yeah. let's hope that's going to be on the back burner for a bit. But what an amazing prize. If you're into a golf 
and then to hearing some average chat from a couple of uh, <laughs> a couple of chief specs. That'll be great. Uh, yeah, well, it's first windows and doors. You can win a round of golf with Damien McKenzie and Anton Leonard Brown. Just go to the SENZ win page to enter. I talked to Beaver about this, and I said, because you know, have you heard of Grins? You know the drink Grins. Ah, uh, no, sorry, it's, it's, it's like an RTD. It's like soda, right, vodka okay. soda drink. Well, it's called Grins, and it's owned by Beaver, Anton Leonard Brown, and Damien McKenzie. Oh, right, there and we I, go. And I'm like, said to him the other day, I was like, mate, how how are you not on this golf trip? He goes, well, oh, apparently I'm supposed to be, but I was, hadn't been confirmed yet. Maybe so, mate, he's the caddy. <laughs> how good would that <laughs> could be? be the drinks boy. Beaver's actually your caddy. <laughs> And then you have to put up with both Anton Leonard Brown, Dan McKenzie, and Stephen McDonald. Yeah. Uh, how bad would that be? Oh, be, be, be. Hey, but jump into that prize. It sounds pretty good. And thank you to First Windows, is it? That's First Windows and Doors, yeah. Putting that up. Excellent. Yeah, yeah good stuff, mate. All right. Uh, well, let's let's talk some footy, mate. Yep. Because another big win for the Chiefs, uh, this one away, obviously, in Melbourne, as we've mentioned, against uh, Moana side, who are pretty willing. Job done. A really clinical first 40 minutes. Clearly, you know, what were they up? 38-odd points uh, at halftime. Clearly very hard. They either keep that intensity, keep that fire. Discipline clearly was an issue, certainly in the second half, those yellow cards, all of those penalties. So, you know, in terms of, of that, there'll be big work-ons to come out of the game, but absolutely job done. This was class as an away game, so two from two. We talked about that first week, Ricardo, that first block of four, so the next two games at home, you can kind of start to look now if you're a Chiefs fan like uh, I am and trying to get you on board, uh, <laughs> four from four. Uh, but, you know, Highlanders this coming weekend. So, yep, job done. Really, really pleased um, and really, really clinical that first 40 minutes. Now, uh, poor old Joey Wheeler's doing it tough at the moment with the Highlanders. Uh, you know, they conceded, what, 112 points or something into the first two games. He was suggesting he might ring Clayton McMillan and say, mate, why don't you give those boys an all-black rest this weekend and give us a give us a shot? But there's, there's no chance. First Never game at home. Never New Zealand side. A, yeah, good point, Ricardo, at home. So, A, got to put it on for the fans. The fans deserve it. Yeah. They deserve to see Sam Kane out there, Brody Retallick out there, some of Tony Takihola, Dane McKenzie. They deserve to see those guys out there. And how we keep talking at the rugby union at the highest level, how we want to respect our fans and we want to give our fans, you know, what they deserve. Well, they deserve seeing the All Blacks. They deserve seeing the best players out there playing at your home game. And once more, we talked about right from the start, very simple formula, Ricardo, to get into the semi-finals of this competition, win your home games, pick up what you can on the road. Yeah. We're playing a New Zealand side at home, probably have uh, Aaron Smith back, won't they? Maybe have Shannon Frizzell back, maybe yeah. the big guy, DeGroot. Yep. So we have to respect these guys. You respect them by putting at you All Blacks. You respect them by absolutely fronting up for your fans. Uh, and blowing them out of the water. That's what you want to do. That's what you want to do. 100% that's what you want to do. I, I think, like you said too, first game of the season at home, you really got to make that statement in front of your fans. And it is a New Zealand derby, and I know that the Hollands haven't gone well, but you don't want to be the first team that loses to them. No, look, and rugby is so much about respect. Respect when you're taking on New Zealand sides, and absolutely to respect your opposition, to respect your fans, you front up. They'll have a great week this week. They would have talked a lot about the discipline I think composure, you know, losing Sam Kane when he went off, losing Brody Retallick, Brad Weber, and that second half, you're losing some of those leadership uh, qualities. So a guy like Dave McKenzie, who stayed out there, now Sean Stevenson, who's starting to become a leader uh, with this consistent performance, their voices need to start to be heard to keep that discipline, composure uh, in the back half of games. Now, you're going to love this weekend. 
I know you're going to love this weekend because I think you know where the Highlanders' strengths are is probably their tight five, right? So this is going to be a great forward battle. Yeah, although they did get smoked. I didn't watch all of the game, uh, so so correct me if I'm wrong. But Sam Whitelock, brilliant mm. uh, defensively at line-out. So we got to, you know, the Chiefs have to do that as well. So really upset what they think is their strength. Great thing about playing rugby, Ricardo, we're an opposition. You talk about the Highlanders' front row, and yet they, they think they're going to go pretty well at the set phase. Well, you've got to attack that strength. If you take away the perceived strength of the opposition, what have they got? So I think that's what Brodie Retallick and, and our tight five in particular will target that, take that as a bit of a right. If we dominate their tight five, they've got nothing. We can dominate this game. So it's really where the onus comes back, I think, on the home side, the Chiefs. Uh, to take away the strength of the opposition. Yeah, it's a great call. It's a great call. I mean, the other one that I'm really interested in seeing is Aaron Smith will have been sitting on the sideline having his all-black rest, probably fuming a bit <laughs> um, at the performances, and not only about the performances of his team, but the, but the performances of Brad Weber behind that Chiefs pack, because Brad Weber has probably been the form halfback in the competition, and he knows there's a World Cup this year, right? So that clash is going to be interesting. Yeah, and you know when Brad Weber, in my opinion, is at his best, and he was at his best for times, on the game in Melbourne, at times he wasn't kind of at his best. Is when he just clears the ball, beautiful clear of the ball, just play with speed, give it to D Mac. He can run that lateral line, and he can kind of do what we want to do with the the width and the back line that the Chiefs have. But sometimes I, I thought when Brad Weber kind of got himself uh, confrontational and involved, it kind of slowed down what we were trying to do. And Moana Pacifica, to full credit to them, absolutely rattled last and threw good numbers, and we weren't having the kind of the same numbers. Uh, at the breakdown, and that's when our or the Chiefs game slowed down a little bit. So, yep, very similar in some ways to Aaron Smith when he's on top of his game. It's just distribute, distribute, speed, speed, length of pass. Brilliant. And that's when, in my opinion, uh, Brad Weber and the Chiefs are at their best. There was, a, uh, there was a time in that game, and I think it was in the second half, when Moana went over for a try. And there's four Moana players celebrating a try and Brad Weber trying to start a fight, uh, <laughs> which, which I did laugh at. I was just like, mate, pick your time, pick your place. Yeah, but never take that away from a rugby player, right? Never take that away from a halfback because uh, clearly it means something. Clearly he's a competitive and wants to stay in the fight to the absolute nth degree because, yes, whilst the Chiefs probably had that game won, there's no way he wanted to concede anything. So we never take that away from a player, ever. Keep, keep that up there. And look, look at, I mean, so much talk about uh, Adi Savi and the Hurricanes, but for all that, I actually love what Dane Coles can bring, mm. which I love what Brody Retallick can bring. Niggle and, and just intensity and in your face, and this is our turf. And, mate, if, honestly, if you can get the opposition thinking about you and not the game, I think that's half the battle. Who is the niggliest player you ever came up against in your career? Oh, oh it's a long list, mate. <laughs> <laughs> it's a long list. I mean, Robin Brook would have to be up there. Yep. Uh, Sean Fitzpatrick, absolutely up there. But these guys could back up the niggle with you know, sheer class and, and a pretty good team around them as well. But, you know, if, 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 they, if you start and often you fall into this trap chasing these guys and trying to you know, trying to get back of it, you you forget in your job and then, you know, it's all of a sudden it's fourteen V fifteen, they win and they can smile. Yeah, well I remember being I was probably a teenager when it happened, but uh I can't remember the guy's name now, but the, the South African who, who decided he, he fancied a snack of cauliflower ear with Fitz. Johan LaRue. Johan LaRue. Wellington. Yeah. Yeah, and, well and Fitz had <laughs> just been baiting and baiting it and Fitzy says it in this this beautiful, subtle way. 
Right, he had beautiful way of the words, Shorty Fitzpatrick, making sure that uh, a the referee, but the opposition played the game the way Shaw wanted the game to be played. <laughs> and it just drove at the end. Johanna Rooney ran about 15 metres to have a chomp on Fitzy, but uh, there was a long line also wanting to do the same thing to Sean Fitzpatrick. I remember having that conversation with, I think, my uncle, who played a bit of footy, and I just just saying, oh, you know, it's and so dirty. And he went, yeah, why do you think he did it? <laughs> what, what was Fitzy saying to him for the last 40 minutes in the game? Look, one of our greatest professionals, one of our greatest All Blacks, Sean Fitzpatrick, uh, way profes- more professional before the game, turned professional, um, competitor, absolutely yeah, and, and set the standard that we all had to reach to, which was exactly what you want. And the leader, Richie McCaw, exactly the same. Right, Karen Reid, uh, exactly the same. These, these leaders don't drop their standards uh, at any training uh, for any opposition. Uh, respect that jersey every time. And uh, Sean Fitzpatrick has to be considered. Uh, and there's a long list of great hookers, right? Yeah. Uh, but one of our greats. Yeah, a fantastic player. Fantastic player in his day. And what a, uh, a role model on and off the field, shall we say? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, now, we do we do need to uh, look, um, uh, Camo, at, our, uh, well, at your uh, DHL Super Rugby Pacific pl- uh, Chief of the Week. Yeah. Uh, who, was your, who was your standout chief this week? Well, we've talked about Brad Webber, and he was pretty close to the mark, but just with the yellow card and the, he didn't play the whole 80 minutes and a little bit of ill-discipline towards the end, he didn't make the cut. And I couldn't actually go past Shawnee Stevenson. I had triggered tries. Uh, consistent performance the last couple of games, but all the last couple of years, knows where to be at the right time, right place. I think his uh, communication clearly is quite good, people knowing where he is, uh, which is great so they can distribute the ball. But he just just plays this game with, it looks like with ease, doesn't he? He runs and glides with ease. He he turns up where he has to uh, turn up. And that's what you want from your back three to finish off the opportunities. So for that... We go to Shooter Stevenson. Yeah, absolute Rolls Royce um, of a player. There you go. That is uh, your DHL Super Rugby Pacific uh, player or chief of the week with Carmo. Uh, we've got another six games this weekend. You can catch all the action live on Sky Sport. What about uh, looking across the competition, mate? Was there another player that stood out to you, maybe that wasn't a chief this weekend? Uh, yeah, look, and once again, mate, I didn't watch uh, all the games. I watched most of the New Zealand ones. I certainly didn't watch any of the uh, the Australian sides uh, go up against each other. But David Harvey looked great mm. at 12. It looked like his combination with Richie Mwanga. They're, they're in sync together. Uh, he looks like he's got the confidence to do more than just run and bash it up, right? He's, he's a kicker, and you talked about how good it is to have a 12 as a kicker. Uh, the other day, which so he puts him in the mix, clearly Geordie Barrett's in the mix. Yeah, uh, I actually like personally prefer Anton Leonard Brown at, at 13 rather than 12, so maybe he's competing then with Rico Ioane. But um, we are going to need depth, mate, because this is a World Cup year. I don't want to be on All Black Watch every weekend. We will have injuries. Some of these guys won't go to the Rugby World Cup, uh, but the ones who will go to the World Cup need to be at the level uh, that we want them to be Sir David Harvey for me uh, from the games I saw. Yeah, fantastic play. He had, a, he had a great weekend, and man, what a difference he made at 12 compared to the week before at 15, right? Yeah, and it just what a difference maybe having someone outside you're very confident in, Virtue uh, Moanga, having a, a really powerful voice. Uh, and once more, maybe that's what the Chiefs in the second half uh, we lacked a little bit, you know, because we did, whilst we had a pretty good lead and no doubt was going to win the game. Uh, some of our discipline we've talked about, but maybe some of our calling direction, 
leadership, settling, all of those things, maybe that voice was lost a little bit. Before we are too far away from the Chiefs, the other point I'd like to make, which I really enjoyed, uh, and it happened later on in the game, but I'd like to see under these new rules, Peter Gus actually starting at eight. Mm. I just think his explosive power, and man, isn't he a big unit? Massive. Uh, I was surprised it came up, a stat came up, he's 28 years of age. I mean, the guy looks 48 <laughs> years of age, doesn't he? <laughs> he does. But I'd love to see, and really love to see us at home this weekend promote that tight head side, get Peter Gus, because I don't know at this stage Luke Jackson's done this, mm. uh, but that explosive power of the back, and I think we can do so much more with eight, nine combinations. So that's the only other point. I wanted to make from the weekend's game. Yeah, well, we'll come back to some of that and have a chat about uh, positions and, and a few of those things and what you want to see from the Chiefs this weekend against the Highlanders. This is Chiefs Mana on SENZ Ricardo Ball and Ian Jones with you thanks to Chemist Warehouse, the real house of fragrances. You're listening to Chiefs Mana with Ian Jones and Ricardo Ball on SENZ. It's nine away from eight here on SENZ. This is Chiefs Mana, Ricardo Ball, Ian Jones with you. Thanks to Chemist Warehouse, the real house of fragrances. We're talking a little bit off air there, Carmo, about the use of Peter Gus. You touched on about it before uh, the break. I I mean, I think he's a a far better eight and more effective, plays more to his skill set as an eight than a six. Yeah, I really like his explosive nature that he can do. You know, we talked a little bit before. I think if you had... A scrum, once more, I'd like to get that tight head up a little bit so that angle's really pronounced, so bang, we push that tight head side up. That effectively takes out uh, the blindside flanker. Uh, he's so explosive, but he also got such beautiful hands as well, Peter Gus, so they can go in combination with Brad Weber, who was playing nine at that time. So you have a big runner like Peter Gus promoting on that right-hand side. You're taking out effectively the blind side, the six, maybe a back coming in, soft hands. And I think the Chiefs can do a lot of that 8-9, 8-9-15 uh, with Sean Stevens or 8-9-10 uh, with DMAC coming from the left-hand side, sweeping over to the right. Man, how hard is that to defend? Mm. It all starts on a really solid scrum. But I just like his, you know, his, his skill level of Peter Gus. Clearly love his size. Uh, and with that, I love his explosive nature. And that's not to say Luke Jackson is not a solid uh, player, but is he the the right combination we want in the mix. Sam Kane's been playing outstanding both sides of the ball. That's good. Uh, maybe it's time at home against New Zealand opposition to to have a, a go at uh, Tupa Vai on that six because he's got that mentality as well. Uh, Peter Gus at eight, Sam Kane at seven and see how that combination goes with Arcoy and Brady Retallick in the second row. Yeah, and I think it gives you a little bit more size, gives you a few more options at line-out as well, which Luca Jacobson's a great player, as you mentioned. You know, yeah. Very, very solid. Maybe he doesn't have the hands of a Peter Gus, but solid defensively. But he's probably maybe an inch or two too small for, for the top end. Yeah, and I just, I'm just getting back to that point all the time and just waiting for a team to really exploit these rules. No halfback there. Mm. They've made a choice of where they're going to go. You know, we do have space that we can use how are we going to do that? Uh, what better place to do that against New Zealand opposition at home? The other guy, I think uh, it was a real challenge for him the latter part of, of last year. Started brilliantly last year, started brilliantly this year. Alex Nankerville, a mm. uh, really big season for him. Uh, to Then the challenge for Alex is to actually keep his game together for the, the whole of the competition. 
Uh, as we know, he dropped out the last four weeks last year. Yeah. Uh, no good for the Chiefs. That's his challenge this year. Yeah, I thought he was, uh, you know, probably about halfway through the season last season, I thought he was the midfield back of the year, like the, probably the best midfield back in the competition. Workaholic. Yeah. Eh? Absolutely workaholic, uh, which is good. So that's his challenge. And I'm really looking forward to, to the Chiefs being at home, get a good crowd along there. They, they are our side. Uh, that's why hopefully Clayton will put out his number one team against the New Zealand opposition. Continue this role. We'll keep talking about these blocks, mate. I can only think in four-week blocks. Yeah, We've done the first one away. We've done the second one away. We've got two to go, both at home. We can reset, bang, go for the next block. But go from four from four, Ricardo. Chief Mana, my friend. <laughs> He's, the belief is there. The belief is there now. Uh, Carmo, we've only got a, a, a minute or so left, but... What do you want to see the Chiefs do this weekend against the Highlanders that maybe they didn't do last weekend? Well, discipline's got to be the absolute number one, right? The priority. Uh, you know, just have... I have so much faith and trust in your your team. Defensively, you don't have to kind of push up. You don't have to flop on the ball. So, man, a lot of discipline around there. I think the referees are handling that side of it brilliantly. So, number one, uh, discipline. Uh, number two, stay composed all the way through the game. If you put on some early points, and let's hope we do, you stay in that mindset. It just comes down to mindset, right, that you have to be kind of reset the whole time, be ruthless. So those are, are number two. And number three is play with the speed. So when we get numbers to the breakdown for Brad Weber, just to pass, 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 distribute, play with width. Damien can then play with width. We've got attacking threats, everyone use the whole width of uh, the Hamilton Stadium. Let's hope they've got the lines as far as they possibly can. Uh, let's put on a clinic. Put on a clinic, indeed. That's what we're going to see at FMG Stadium this weekend. This is Chiefs Mana, Ian Jones and Ricardo Paul with you. Thanks to Chemist Warehouse, the real house of fragrances. We'll be back again next Tuesday night at 7.30. Good stuff, Carmo. Go well, mate. Have a great weekend. Thank you.